0: Welcome to the One Percent Club. If you guys want access to all my MMA plays and tell exactly what I'm doing, make sure you join the Discord by clicking the link in the description below. Welcome back to the One Percent Club, guys. We had a week off, but this week we have quite a few going on. We have uh, we have UFC. We're going to cover the main card today, quick hits on the undercard, and then we are going to do a little quick hits on Bellator as well. Before we get started, Shay, how was your week off?
1: Well, not a comp- not a week off for me, you know, it's football season over here. But, before I forget, I promised you, Trey Ogden. I told you I'll give you those, I told you I'll give you that credit, man. That was uh, this I, I cannot the last time I'm I'm probably forgetting, there probably were others. The last time I remember uh Plus 400 dog, winning that convincingly. Like this wasn't a flash knockout. This wasn't a lucky shot. Winning that convincingly was like Holly Holm versus uh, Ronda Rousey. Like that was just incredible. This was the shorter, probably in my opinion, less talented fighter dominating for three rounds. It was just the game plan was brilliant. Um, and man, I gotta, I gotta give a shout out to Trey too. Like Sh- Sh- Trey really, he really impressed me. Like, some of the stuff he did were really good. You were, you were always high in his, you know, his check hook. Man alive. He used that check hook as a jab. And a check hook is about the shortest. That's like the shortest punch. He used that as a range. But he's in so fast. Check, bang, in and out. Low inside kick was great. Good defensively. And you know how happy that level change made me. You know that touch and go. Touch and the bro. That was just incredible. Incredible win. Incredible performance. And let's see you do it again this week with uh, Don Sheamus.
0: <laughs> yeah, man. Listen, I'm not getting any. Uh, I'm not getting any favors from Vegas here. That's for sure. They're uh, they keep they keep stacking us up with the with the tough fights. But that's what it takes to get in. My man Don Sheamus taking a short notice fight this week against uh, Sadiq Yusuf. But we'll get into that here in a second. First, kicking off the main card, Slav Borshev versus Mike Davis. Battle of the Strikers here. It's a great matchup. Fan favorite matchup in my opinion. I have my opinion on but i want to hear your thoughts first
1: i hope it's going to be a striking matchup because that'll make me feel a lot more comfortable in my opinion i love slava borishev in this fight though one fear i do have is the grappling you know is the grappling of kelly and you know a, and borishev potentially gazing i don't feel like borishev is getting enough credit for how good his striking is and i do feel stylistically there's a good matchup for him he's got good counters he likes to get in the pocket and he's gonna put the pressure on Borisov. He's gonna allow Borshev to, um, you know, he's gonna allow him to play his game. In my opinion, and I think that's uh, plus money at this. Like I think, um, I think Davis is really going to um, get in his face and trade with him. And I think that's gonna be Borshev's world. At like plus one hundred and sixty, like that's just
0: insane dog money for me. I I really love Borishev in this spot. I, it's funny because I talked to uh, I talked to Danny Castillo at weigh-ins, and Danny said that Slav has been working a ton on his uh, on his wrestling. So uh, you know, offensively and defensively. You know, so I wouldn't be shocked if we saw a shot out of. Uh, of slava either so uh but either way you know that tells me he's he's expecting the shot which is is he, as he should you know if, if these two strikers are going to match up together a lot of times that x factor is the the, uh, the secondary attack which in this case would be the wrestling of mike davis so it seems like slava is prepared for that that team's ready they're ready to rock and uh yeah, so I'm excited for that one. I actually like Mike Davis in this fight. Um I think he's I, I love his speed and his power and his athleticism. And uh I I, I if I am not sold on on Borshev yet. If Borishev wins this fight, that'll be the nail in the coffin for me. Where I'll put my hands up and I'll like, Yep, okay. This kid's for real. This kid's for real. He's he's good. He's a really good striker. He, obviously, he's got all the skills. I just worry he's a little one-dimensional at times, but Danny did make me feel a little bit better about saying he's been working his wrestling a ton. Obviously, we'll get to see that this weekend, hopefully, and uh, and go from there. But either way, this this fight is a fan-favorite fight. I think there's quite a few fights on this card that make for great matchups, this being one of them. John Castaneda versus uh, versus Santos. I Dude, listen, Santos for sure is uh, dangerous, and he's got a lot of danger factor. But I, I just, I am a big believer in Castaneda. And, uh, I know Castaneda is going to mix in the wrestling with the strikes. And he feels like he can take Santos down whenever he wants. And, and when we saw Santos take on Arce, it just seemed like he kind of, uh, not, he didn't gas or anything like that, but he slowed as the fight went, went, uh, went down. And I, I don't think Castaneda is going to slow down. I think Castaneda is going to pick up the boxing. I think he's going to be able to wrestle hard for 15 minutes. He had a good cut. And, uh, you know, I'm a big Castaneda believer, and I think we're getting—I think we're getting good lines on this kid. To me, I look at Castaneda kind of like as a Javid Basharat. Like we're just getting really good betting lines on these guys right now because they're relatively undiscovered. So, uh, I like Castaneda a lot in this in this play. I know Santos is dangerous, but I feel like the longer this fight goes on, the better for Castaneda. I, I, I'm I'm pretty strong on Castaneda here. Your thoughts?
1: I'm not gonna lie. Initially, when I saw this line before I watched the film, I thought I would have a dog play over here on Santos. I thought that the skill gap wasn't that big, and Santos is really dangerous. However, after watching the film, I do feel like it's a tough matchup for Santos. Santos has some, he's got some really good hands, very explosive, doesn't, doesn't have the, doesn't choose the best combos, but that's fine, he swings wildly, he comes for it, but that's the key, he comes for it. His problem in this fight is that for Santos to be effective, he's got to put the pressure and swing wildly. The problem is, when he does that, is going to take him down. And when there's gonna come a moment where Santos realizes I can't just come swinging wildly because Castaneda is gonna level change on me, and once Castaneda is pushing him back and putting the pressure on him, Santos is gonna gas. He's not good fighting off his back foot. This is gonna be a tough fight for him stylistically. This line is still very high, but I'm gonna play something like you know like a quarter unit on Castaneda.
0: I love it. Uh, third fight under the into the main card is going to be my guy Don Shanes versus Sadiq Yusuf. And uh, we talked about last week, kind of staying away from our guys because can't say anything about one of my one of my fighters without some kind of conspiracy theory. But I just thought it'd be good to talk a little bit about each fighter and what they both bring to the table. I don't think I really need to introduce Sadiq Yusuf. The kid's incredible, very well rounded, good athlete, hits hard, good grappler, uh, good striker. He's the real deal. You know, he's the real deal. I would consider him somewhere at the top of that top 15. I don't know if he's ranked or not. I know he is, but like he's, he's right. He's right in that, in that, in that cusp of, you know, top 10, top 15, very skilled, very skilled. He's well-rounded, skilled, good athlete. What, what Don brings to the table is Don is, is just a, he's, he's super scrappy and he's extremely difficult to hold down. He's a deceivingly good grappler. He has deceiving power. And I think a lot of times people underestimate Don because when you watch him, uh, he doesn't look overly clean. Like his technique doesn't look overly clean. But he's a guy that his like he's not gonna win a lot of kickboxing matches. He might not win a lot of wrestling matches. He might not win jujitsu matches. When but when he has the ability to put it all together as one, he does a really really fantastic job of of mixing it all together. But we know what we're up against. It's a tough fight. But I can tell you right now, Don is one of the toughest uh, toughest people, durability wise, physically and mentally. That I've that I've coached in quite some time, so I'm very excited to see this uh, to see Shanus make his debut. But you know we have a we have a tall order ahead of us.
1: Nice man, I, I think Sadiq Yusuf actually has a chance in this fight, but I guess John
0: Don, you mean you think Don Shanus has it? Are you a oh, the, the other way? Oh, <laughs> you tricked me. Okay, I got you. I'm with you. I'm with you. Cheers. Oh, man,
1: it is a short notice fight, so. You know, the, the, I don't even know if Kraus has enough time to work some magic over there, but we'll see, man.
0: With stuff like this, sometimes the short notice can be good. You know, it can be good because they don't have a lot of time to prep for you either. But you know, we're just going against a really good athlete, and that's we're gonna have to we're gonna have to blend it all together, man. That's just you know we're gonna have to mix it all up, mix it all up, and do everything everywhere all the time, and that's all we can do. You know, we we pulled out some some good wins before, but it, you know, it is what it is, man. Like Don, Don took this fight to, uh, to get into the UFC. And I'm telling you guys, don't sleep on him, man. He is so, he is a scrappy, scrappy dude. And he didn't come here to lose.
1: I gave you, I gave you credit for Trey Oregon. If Don Shainless wins this fight, I will personally, I will, I will, I will start cleaning the floors of the gym at glory daily. You, you promise? Day, I will be there. I will scrub those mats.
0: I'm going to hold you to that. Let's talk about uh, Trevin Jones, Rony Barsolos. I think we kind of have a difference in opinion on this because Rony's for sure the A-side. Rony's the A-side on here for sure. But I'm just not convinced that Rony's going to wrestle. I think this fight is a lot closer, and, and Jones has some real power, and he's got a real danger factor about him. If they strike, man, I would not be shocked if if Jones hurts Barcelos. You know, I, I do think Solis is technically better everywhere, but – Jones is not somebody that you want to you want to mess around with. You know he he's got some real power and he's got a real real danger factor about him. The the easiest path to victory here for Barzola's would be to wrestle. I'm just not convinced he's going to do that, man. He's just we see it week in and week out. These guys with great pack, uh, path to victory they just don't ever seem to use it. And when's the last time you seen Barzola uh, wrestle? Wrestle. He just he just doesn't do it a ton. You know. Uh, I'm a, I'm a, obviously uh, Roni's the A side here, and I'm going to go there, but. Trevin is a live dog, and I think he's got a real shot of winning this fight.
1: Man, I think his chance is a puncher's chance. Like, Jones has got a lot of power. He's got some nice setups. Like, can he catch Barcelos? Absolutely. But I think we both agree. Number one, if Freyoni does turn to the wrestling, it's not going to be close. Can we, Do we agree on that? Yeah. All right. Now, even if it is a stand-up affair, I don't believe Jones is going to have the volume to win a decision. I think he's going to have to knock him out. Do you agree
0: with that? I agree with that as well.
1: So essentially, we have a puncher's chance over here, and I'm going to take the durable, better Rayoni Barcelos at minus two twenty, and I'm going to hope that punch doesn't land. You know.
0: And that's where I disagree with you. I I I think it is more than a puncher's chance. Like for example, if I go like this, like hey, uh, Francis is fighting Stipe. You're gonna say, well, Fran- you're gonna pick Francis to win. Well, like, is he a better wrestler? No. Is he a better striker? Technically, probably not. Is he have better cardio? No. this he's got a puncher's chance. Like that's what you know. Derek Lewis has a punch. Yeah, they, I mean, but it's a real chance. You know what I mean? Like this isn't a chance. They have they have a they have a puncher's punch, and they that is their game. You know. So I think it goes past a chance, and uh, I, I'm with you and i don't disagree with you at the minus 220 line i think you have to play barcelos here just because the only way he loses is if he gets caught and he's it's not like he's shown that he's chinny you know uh, the only deficiency he's really shown in his game is a lack of cardio against victor henry but jones uh, jones isn't going to be a guy that's going to put a ton of volume on him you know but exactly uh, yeah it's barcelos at minus 220 is the play but I don't know what the line at Jones by knockout is, but it, it might be worth looking at. You know, it, it, I I don't know. That is his only chance, but it's it's I to me it goes past a puncher's chance. He's got real power and he can hurt you in any round. So, uh, I agree with everything that you're saying, though. Barcelos is to play it at, at minus two twenty, in my opinion. Randy Brown versus Francisco Trinaldo. Listen, guys, I've been on the Brand, uh, Randy Brown bandwagon for a smooth minute. I have to be completely honest with you guys. I don't think this fight is going to be close. I don't think Randy Brown loses a round here. I think he's going to work behind his jab, stay long. I'm really impressed with the growth this guy has had. If Ronaldo wins this fight, it will be by decision, I think. He does have some power. I just, I mean, we're talking about a young, strong, athletic kid in his athletic prime, getting better every fight that's way longer, way faster, hits way harder, and is way more athletic. I just struggle to see where Trinaldo is going to beat him and hold him down and take him down for three rounds. I, th- I think Randy Brown's going to cruise to a to a decision, maybe even a late stoppage here. I
1: completely agree. I mean, when you have the younger, faster, longer, more skilled fighter, yeah, there has to be a huge danger factor on the other side, and there isn't. Like, it's not like Trinaldo has a huge pop. Like the only hole in Brown's game that I've that we've seen is like. The leg kick. Sometimes he's susceptible to that. Chaos Williams touched him up with them a little bit, but he went away from that. Luckily, we had a big position on Brown. I just, I'm completely with you. I, I don't see it. You, this is a fight. If you're better everywhere, you gotta hold the, you gotta hold your nose and lay the chalk. There's just no other way to play it. Like yep. it's Brown for yep. the whole day.
0: Yep. Agreed. Main event: uh, McKenzie Dern versus Jan Shannon. I had to look that up to make make sure I said it right. Somebody said I still said it wrong. Maybe I'm just, Maybe it's the 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 midwest accent. That's right. Yan Chanan, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. If if it's wrong, it's 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 strictly the the Missouri coming out of me here. Um for me, I talked about this on the breakdown show that we do at the beginning of the week and I'm I'm very excited to hear your your analysis on this. But for me, this is like such a stylistic clash. And I don't think I would be shocked if and in trains at Alpha Male, which I talked to Castillo and he said this is the first camp that she's ever really done fully there. So she's been an alpha male for 10 weeks. And they also said that Mackenzie Dern specifically asked for this matchup. Like she didn't want to fight anybody else. This was the fight that she wanted. So, you know, we look at, let's look at Jan. And, and Jan is, is she's, a, she's a really good striker. Her ground game does lack really bad. But her takedown defense is not bad. She got taken down by Asparza and then finished on the ground by Esparza. But Mackenzie Dern does not have the wrestling that Carla Esparza has. So uh, Dern is going to sprint big, big power in, very little volume. But if she gets this fight to the ground, I do think she's going to cut through Jan uh, pretty, pretty easily. And I can't help – I told you this the other day, but I can't help but have your voice in the back of my head. And you said this like two or three Dern fights ago, and it's so true. Mackenzie Dern gets everyone down – at least once. And if she gets this fight to the ground, I don't see a scenario where Jan gets back up. Uh, it's it's hard for me because it's Dern by submission or Jan by decision, maybe maybe stoppage, but it would it would more than likely be Jan by decision, I think. But man, there's so many things. It's like one mistake can completely turn the tide of this entire fight, and it's really difficult for me to gauge on on who. But if I had a gun to my head, your voice comes in the back of my head, said, Mackenzie Dern always gets everyone down at least once, If she gets this fight to the ground, I think she's going to finish. I'm not sure where I'm at on the line and the play and stuff like that. But that keeps popping in my head. Gun to my head. I'm going to go Dern by submission. I think
1: you touched on everything. I don't want to discuss my play for this fight. But stylistically, absolutely. The one question we have going into this fight, this is the one question you need to answer. Some fights have like five questions. This is one question. Will Mackenzie Dern get Jan down once or twice in a five-round fight? This is not three rounds. If the answer to that is yes, you got to play McKenzie there. Yeah, if the answer rat. to that is no, you got to play Jan now. Now, the one area where I do think is going to be closer than people expect is going to be in the striking. Because Jan, I believe, in order to... Now, she does have some decent takedown defense. Like you said, you touched on it. She got taken down by Esparza. Esparza is a really good wrestler. And it wasn't that easy either. It wasn't like she just, you know... Pick, grab the lazy single, and you know, and toss her to the mat. Like it, 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 it Jan does have some decent takedown defense. In this fight, I feel like she's going to try to use her speed and run around. She's going to run around, run around, not 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 allow McKenzie a still target to shoot on. Mackenzie, I feel like you're going to see a lot of McKenzie chasing her wildly with a bunch of looping shots. And Jan is going to have to be more careful with her volume. She's not going to be able to stay in the pocket in exchange for fear of Mackenzie getting in on her. So I feel like there will be less volume from Jan. She will definitely have the cleaner shots. She's definitely the better striker. But I feel like Mackenzie will control the ring and be probably throwing equally equally in the volume game as Jan. The question is going to be, can she corner her? Can she pull guard? Can she get a hold of her and take her down once or twice in the fight? If you feel like she will... It's a five-round fight, not a three-round fight. You have to play Dern because Jan's ground game is terrible. Like, it's terrible. Mackenzie gets her down. She, she's she's just... I mean, Jan is either surviving to the bell, you know, fighting the hands, trying to fend off a, a submission, or she's just giving away rounds that way. Like, it's just... And the other rounds will be close. Like, it's not going to be Jan whitewashing. It's going to be closest rounds, Dern volume, Jan landing the cleaner shots you have one or two rounds that are clear during where she's got the takedown it's gonna be a during fight but it probably won't even get there because she'll probably just get this up
0: yeah agreed uh real quick give me some give me give me two or three of your best undercard plays on the ufc i know we have undercard ufc and we have uh bellator too i want to touch on we're running we're we're Creeping up on thirty minutes, but I want to give I want to give these guys watching at home some more plays. So give me your, give me your best undercard plays for uh, the UFC this week.
1: Grisham Linz, I really like Grisham over here. He's the slightly better fighter. He's got a huge power advantage. I do like the over as well. Like Linz does not hit very hard, but he's not easy to hit. He's not overly aggressive. He'll dance around a lot. I feel like Grisham will hunt him down, land some big shots. I don't think he'll get Linz out of there though. Grisham and the over. Both half unit plays for me. Next up, this is a big position of mine. On um, Brandon Allen versus Jotko. Now, Jotko is the better technical fighter. He just doesn't do anything at all. He's like so now. I usually love this in fighters. Now, if it's if Jotko is fighting a really inferior opponent, I love this style. He's so conservative, never takes any risks, doesn't make any mistakes, doesn't do anything stupid. But Brandon Allen is the complete opposite like he's gonna come after him he's gonna take risks. I feel like even if this I feel like he's gonna win the rounds the judges are gonna give it to him due to more aggression more yeah. risk taking he's gonna control the center. I feel like Brandon Allens gonna win this fight and I I love Brandon Allen and I love the over both of them are a one unit play for me love it Ronson versus Silva man Silva is the more athletically gifted fighter in my opinion but that's about it. Ronson should be the slight favorite, in my opinion. He's about a plus-125, plus-130 dog. Ronson, to me, is better everywhere. Like, I, Plus, he's more durable. Silva has been chinny in the past. Silva doesn't do much at all. He's got a little bit of that uh, Tanner Bozer in him, where he's, you know, he's got some talent, doesn't use it much. I feel like Ronson will have the better volume, is, will, have the, the, will get the better in the grappling. Plus, he's more durable. I feel like if there's a finish, it'll actually be on the Ronson side is also up, a great Latifi. body puncher, too. Tremendous. Like, really good. It look, looks a little awkward. Not the most aesthetically pleasing guy to look at, but he's good. He's talented. I think he's better over here. I think he's the A-side. Next up, Latifi versus Olenek. I love Latifi in this fight. Like, Latifi's, Latifi's actually a good grappler. Latifi will be able to take down Olenek at will if he wants to. I don't know if he wants to because... And I don't know if I want him to. It's gonna be there whenever he wants it, but it's just like you're taking down Olenek, and you're just holding your breath as Olenek tries to like squeeze out to the back. You know, that's like all he does, looking for that sub. But if Latifi just keeps the standing man, Olenek's got no chance. Latifi's got these bombs. Latifi's a monster. Like L- Latifi's, I, I, you know, you can see Latifi going with Kamzat. Like Latifi, Kamzat's a big dude. Latifi's. Giving him all he wants. Like, Latifi is really, really underrated. He's got some good power. Not great power, but good power. He's got some clean striking. Tremendous grappling advantage unless he gets up. You want to hedge this with Olenek via sub? Be my guess. You know, you can guarantee yourself a profit over there, in my opinion. I don't see any way Olenek wins the decision. To me, it's Olenek. And a little bit sprinkled on the over. The over is one and a half. Like, uh, I don't feel like Olenek's getting the sub. And Latifi doesn't have huge power. So,
0: Oleg's a tough little... too.
1: yeah, he's tough, he's tough, but he does, he wears those, he wears the shots, you know, so it's not, not a big play, the big play for me is Latifi, that's another one unit play for me, Um, and that's about
0: it, I believe, for the prelims, did I miss anything? I think that's it, let's move into Bellator real quick, I have one play that I can't right. wait, and I, I know you're going to touch on it, but I'm I'm going to let you... I'm gonna let have, I'm gonna let you have your moment. If you guys are watching me in the camera, you know exactly which play that I'm talking about. Man,
1: I'm I'm getting nervous over here. I'm gonna tread lightly. Islam Ahmedov, no idea how. Unless ah, uh-huh, there he is. <laughs> I mean, Islam Ahmedov. Like I try to do some digging. This line was so shocking to me that I actually you know dug around. Is there something wrong with Islam? Like,
0: cannot from- believe. I cannot believe this line is where it is. I cannot believe it.
1: It, it, it's unbelievable. Islam Mamedov is a monster. He's fighting a can. I, I, I don't know why. This is a typical Bellator. This is one of those Bellator matchups you're like, oh, look at Bellator trying to give their boy a win, and the line is minus 1,000. No, it's minus 220. Did, did, Mamedov is a player for me, I cannot believe
0: this line, man. And listen, I don't want to call Nick Brown a can because he's not a can. He's very skilled. He's 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 got good jiu-jitsu. He's got a little bit of power. But we're talking about there is levels to this game, and in my opinion, Islam Mamedov is on a much, much different one than uh than nick brown i cannot believe this line this line should be 500 600 plus in my opinion
1: yeah man i i I don't understand that line either um next up bellator um one archuleta the line has flipped over here archuleta is now dog i scooped up some let me see what i have on the sheet plus 113 on archuleta like this line is moving in the wrong direction archuleta is a monster he's a Mm -hmm. beast you know you're not going to out volume him you're not going to out grapple him and he plays well to the judges. Like, he's good at stealing those rounds. He's got a little bit of that Andre Alasky in him where he's throwing last. He's finishing combos. I just, I do not feel like he should be the dog over here. I feel like he should be the slight favorite. I have uh, another unit on Archuleta. Next up, AJ McKee. I mean, man, minus 400 over. I mean, like, that's just. I mean, that's, it's not often that you say minus 400 is disrespectful. To me, that's disrespectful. Like, uh, Carlisle is strong, he's durable, like, not overly skilled. AJ McKee's got all the skills in the world. I mean, not too long ago, I was, you know, I was touting McKee as the best featherweight in the world. Obviously, I got to eat my words now. But, minus 400 in this fight, there's just no way. I don't, I don't see how this fight is close. The only way this fight is at all close is if McKee just doesn't throw. He just stands he there. He gives and it away, somehow he yeah. Wins. He gives it away some freaky decision. You can't bet that way. To me, it's AJ McKee, big position, another unit. Um, lastly, it's the main event, um, Borix versus Pitbull. Um, we discussed this fight initially, and I was I was gonna stay away because Borex was pretty much like a pick'em. But now Borex is plus 135. At plus 135, I gotta feel like there's some value on Borix. He's the longer fighter, and he's not gonna get out volumed by Pitbull. Like Pitbull's gonna no. have to. Take two to land one, you know, to get inside. If Pitbull can get him down, you know, Pitbull's got some nasty jujitsu. Um, that's going to make it tough. But to me, this is closer to pick and fight. Very
0: a small position, but around a quarter unit on Adam Borix. I agree. Well, man, I know you're busy today. I know you got a lot of the NFL stuff going on. I really appreciate you coming on and uh, giving uh, some of your time. You got, I Dude, I think... This week is being set up for just an incredible week for the Discord. I know we have we've been on like a six week just bender, just mauling the books. So uh, I really like this week. I I really don't disagree with you much on hardly anything, man. I, I really and I feel strongly about a lot of the picks that we have. So I appreciate you as always for coming back on. Thank you for the love for T Dog. Hopefully we can pull off another upset this week with my man Donnie Brosco Don Shannon. So thanks again, Shay. Appreciate you guys coming on. Cash those checks this week, guys. We'll see you next week. Take it easy. Only for you and Pods do I hop on on a Football Friday. Football Friday. Let's go.